Who are the most fun wide receivers to draft right now in a best ball 2024 draft on underdog? I'm going to try to answer that question today. It is draft number 18 for me in the big board, of course, competing for 200K to first place. Already in a room here, and I'm excited to get going. Uh, some familiar names in this room already. Uh, but again, this is draft number 18. So yesterday we talked about the perfect running back room. Today I want to just try to find fun players. I think that's the main thing here because perfect running back rooms, there's a lot of ambiguity there. A lot of different things you can negotiate about. The Christian McCaffrey's, you want him to be the bell cow for one more year in your perfect running back room. Do you want guys like uh, Zero RB Room, I guess more so? Do you want the Kyrens? Do you want the Devon A chance? There's a lot of questions you could ask what the concept of perfect. But what makes for a fun wide receiver room? I would say a fully loaded one, a Zero RB one, certainly going to be what I'm pushing towards. Uh, but also I think players like Marvin Harrison Jr. on the thumbnail. I do think his ADP, I've started to see the pushback on social media. Our, our contrarian pal, Sam Sherman, who does great work over at ETR, and I believe uh, going to be back soon on the ADP Chasing Show with Pat and Davis. Uh, so another great piece of content if you want to add that to your offseason repertoire. Sounds like they'll be doing it soon. Uh, but Sam has already been like, I don't see how Marvin Harrison can pay off this price tag. And if he goes to the Patriots, he should probably be like X amount lower. And yeah, this is what I think Sam does very well on social media is pointing out uh, these kind of populist things that are maybe more on the fun side than data side a little bit more so. For Marvin Harrison, if you've watched the videos at all this year, you know that by this point, um, to me, he's one of the most sure things that we have as a rookie prospect coming in. It's not one of those things like a Quentin Johnston, even like a JSN, where you're saying, oh, you know, he's got this going for him. He's a really great EPA receiver. He's amazing at this facet of the game. Oh, but he also like the, the catch rate's not the highest. Target for outrun rate's not the highest in Quentin Johnston's case. Um, you know, the overall ability to move outside was not there in JSN's pedigree for Marvin Harrison. He can do it all. He's great out wide. He's great out of the slot. He's great downfield. He's got a big body. Like he does all the stuff we look for. So I think for him, like him being on a thumbnail, I was just thinking of like, I try to think of the concept before I make the thumbnail and then make the thumbnail and then, you know, put everything together. I really think to me that Marvin Harrison is like the quintessential fun pick at this point. And with how wide receivers are coming off the board, uh, he might be more of a necessity than <laughs> a fun pick uh, for me coming up on the turn. We got a bunch of receivers going early. Only McCaffrey and Brees Hall have gone in the first round. So we are in a wide receiver avalanche. Um, the concern point for taking a running back would now be that you are not going to get many wide receivers who are good. The plus side is that we now have a bunch of wide receivers at a spot where this is a pretty nice price tag for Bijan. Uh, not a bad price tag for Kyron. He does go a little bit later sometimes. Jonathan Taylor definitely goes later, but we're taking the thumbnail guy first. <laughs> no matter what, we're taking Marvin Harrison. For Bijan, the concern I have is that I think he's a little bit overvalued. We're in a wide receiver avalanche. I think Bijan being overvalued would be a reflection really more so that uh, Justin Fields rumors Atlanta, I think, strong enough that for this point in time, I think Bijan uh, could come down potentially. But I do think it's a nice pick for him. Nico, the rumors of Mike Evans tying him a little bit to Houston would drive Nico down. Is DJ more fun or is Nico more fun? I think Nico's more fun because we're live for Stroud. I'm not getting avalanched. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are going to come into a splash play draft and avalanche me. I'll take two wide receivers. The start of our fun wide receiver, Marvin Harrison, Nico Collins. I don't think Nico is fun on his own, though, to be clear. I think Nico is fun because he gets you access to Stroud. I think that Marvin Harrison is fun on his own because expect him to have big spike. We expect him to be, you know, 
I wouldn't say Justin Jefferson right now, the moment he hits the field, but I expect him to be a comp to Justin Jefferson as a rookie and when he's a rookie. Um, so I think for Marvin Harrison, I think he is fun. Nico, I think he is part of a fun offense, but that's what makes him fun. Uh, but the risk though, I really feel like he's one of those guys. Again, any addition that matters at wide receiver that plays outside uh, should drive Nico's ADP down a couple rounds, I would think. Uh, so with where we are right now, taking him as a premium price tag, but we're having fun. We're having fun. Should have went here RB build. This is a thing that our, our pal Pete Overs that has done videos on, which you might want to look at. Uh, you are better off just taking the wide receivers in a wide receiver avalanche room than just taking running backs for the sake of it because you think it's a value because then you get behind at every position. You end up then reaching for guys at the pick 100 that you don't want to take rather than guys at pick 10 that where it doesn't really matter that much. Uh, so no, I would not want to do that for myself. That's, I mean, look, I'm okay doing it, but frankly, in this current ADP landscape, if you get avalanched in a room and everybody is really willfully taking wide receivers ahead of ADP, where as our guy, Robert Griffin, the third here points out, Garrett Wilson is not 110 yet. He's going 110 in this room. Uh, we have to get ahead of that, or we're going to lose out on all the actual wide receiver talent. So, uh, you, you do that a different way, but you know, that's that. But yes, uh, for the other build that we were talking about yesterday, but today we're building a fun wide receiver team. So what are you going to do? But this was a spot where I could have gotten A-Chan and Kyron together, but uh, didn't do it. It's just, I, I don't want to end up with like my wide receiver three being Mike Williams coming off an ACL tear. That's not where I would like to end up. And that is a good shot if you take two running backs early and then you maybe get tempted by a falling QB or a falling tight end. You are then down to dog shit at receiver for, you know, past the first spot and including the first spot really. Smack your analytics like Brian Thomas Jr. Can't remember your show. More I watch them. Uh, well, you could just rewatch the show, Justin. The good news is they're always there. But I do like Brian Thomas Jr. Uh, he was a high EPA receiver downfield. Uh, what was the exact number? Uh, the issue with him is that he just didn't earn targets at a high enough rate for me to have the full confidence there. Only a 23% target rate, which is very low. That's Adonai Mitchell range, uh, but a 0.63 EPA. So he was great. Downfield, uh, best receiver in this class, 1.7 EPA on targets of 20 plus air yards. So yes, I do like Brian Thomas, but uh, my concern is that he had the success. So that is really, really outlier levels of success. Uh, my concern is that he had that because of Malik Gabers being so good underneath. Uh, so he, you know, he, it could be the case that he's just really good, that Brian Thomas is really good, but that helps you out a lot if you're a downfield target and you have an amazing underneath target who sucks down, you know, 35% target rate underneath you. All right. Got tempted by running backs last draft. Forgive me, Father Spags, for I have sinned. I mean, look, I think this is the thing now. I'm excited to see guys like Mem in here who, uh, I don't I don't know, we'll give your full name. Mem for life, Jay. Sorry. So Jay here, uh, who is, who is in fact Mem for life. Um, I think that, you know, Having you guys in here, you guys have to keep an open mind if you love running backs here, because uh, if you haven't watched Flashpoint in the past, I am mostly a zero RB drafter. I don't love running backs, taking them early. I'd rather have a loaded wide receiver room because I think in particular with the prep work that I do and in general, hopefully guys like you do watching the stream, I think you have better ability to pick out late running backs. Now that said, last year I undervalued Kyron Williams because you know the main surge of news item that led to his ADP rising in August was that he was going to be the third down back. I felt like a half point PPR back that I didn't think was great in his rookie year. He didn't perform that well analytically. He also was hurt and didn't play the entire year. Uh, but for Kyron, you know, didn't see enough there. That I think that that's the takeaway really though, is that if I had been a little more agnostic, like I was on draftings then where I thought the PPR points would help him, um, I think you're going to have some better results. So 
the hope is that your ability to cipher news or decipher news and also use analytics will help you find late running backs who can hit a higher rate. So they were there last year. Obviously, the winner of BBM had a zero RB build. I think the winner of DK might have had a zero RB build as well. Uh, that's because, you know, it's easier to do that if you are hitting on the players, whether it be luck or through, you know, your own ability to, to again, sift for gold late. So uh, I rather would draft no running backs in the first five rounds across everything. And in fact, there was some data our pal Brick tweeted out, uh, which you guys might have seen if you saw the replies to my stream with Neil Orfield that we did earlier this week. Uh, I was basically one of the most standard deviation <laughs> drafters out there. Brick referred to me as, in fact, the ninth loosest drafter out of all the 150 maxers. I think there were 900 150 maxers. And because of my moving around for ADPs and whatever, I was I am, in fact, <laughs> a top 10 loose drafter. So I'm going loose. Lucy Goosey here. Really wanted neighbors to come back to me. I think a Marvin Harrison neighbors build is going to be unique because people won't want to take the risk on two rookies early. Are they going to both hit their ceiling outcome enough? That's a question mark, but, uh, you know, we'll persevere. All right, we got Harrison and Nico. Not picking for a while here. Who's undervalued? I do think Drake London is undervalued for what this opportunity is going to be. Doing Drake London. Um, all right, we got one more here. Who do I really like here? I think Cooper Cup is undervalued. The Higgins probably appropriately valued. Keaton Allen, I just can't keep taking the old guy risk. We didn't take Hertz, so I don't want to take Devontae. I probably should have just gone Hertz and Devontae and not gotten cute here, but I'm taking guys that I think have reasonable upside at each position. And I think for Cooper Cup, I think he's a fun fourth round pick. I know people are going to be down on the injury stuff. going to be down on Puka surging. But, you know, again, Cooper Cup is going to benefit from Puka being better and also having defenses now of a year of film that are saying, hey, how do we stop Puka? That's going to be a lot more of a question this year than it was or that it was last year where Cooper Cup, that's the guy you're trying to solve for. Uh, Kyron to a lesser extent, you know, I think that's really the thing that I expect to change. So to me, Cooper Cup undervalued in the fourth round. Uh, you were able to get him in the 50s at one point. So that's the downside in the big board draft, but I don't know. Are doing a smoking stream on 420 again? I have not planned that far ahead yet. <laughs> we got we got two months. We'll, we'll figure it out. Um, so I have to get back to Bindles. I don't want to, like he, he sent me a message and I actually uh, only read it briefly because I was in meetings all day yesterday. Um, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this Friday because he wants me to run the draft as well, which I just don't want to do. <laughs> so we'll figure it out, but I don't think that's going to happen. I'm sorry if he's promoting it already or if he posted an event as he sometimes does. Really hope Fields ends up in Atlanta. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that there's, you definitely want Fields, I think, more than a Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell Wilson, it's looking like not as likely for Pittsburgh was the report from a Pittsburgh beat guy who thinks that they were going to go back uh, with just Rudolph and Pickett and and let the winner get the job, uh, which is kind of odd given that we did hear some Tannehill rumors a couple weeks ago. I'm not sure, you know, I would trust the beat guy who's local in Pittsburgh more than I would, you know, general rumor monger out there who might've just gone like, oh, Arthur Smith, uh, he previously was the offensive coordinator for Ryan Tannehill. They'd probably love to reconnect. Um, so I'm not sure if the Tannehill thing actually happens. Uh, but that was the most recent report that I saw. I think it was the athletic uh, Pittsburgh guy. But apparently they are not. Yeah, apparently they are not going to have a shot to get fields. Uh, or who is somebody? Hold on, sorry. Somebody had Steelers. There we go. Tanner had Steelers and fields. I'll just keep clicking chats till I get the right one. Jalen Hurts at pick 42 feels pretty good. I think if you got that. MN Bass, our guy soaks it up here. Uh, that is too big of a discount on Jalen Hurts. You know, 
Kellen Moore coming over. I think going to be an improvement on Brian Johnson. I guess the one concern point would be that Kellen Moore, uh, he forced or seemingly forced Dak to run a little bit more in his offense than this past year. Herbert ran about five times a game, which I guess is slightly up, but didn't run as much as he probably could. So is he going to be the guy who takes Jalen Hurts' rushing opportunities to the next level? Or do they try to force Hurts to be a pocket passer a little bit more? Um, I think that's a real question mark for Hurts, but probably not enough to make him fall to 42. I think that's that's a little bit silly. Are there any other fun wide receivers in this round? Probably not. Like I feel like all these guys, like Devontae, probably not fun anymore. Keenan Allen, I don't know if he's ever been fun, really, even though he obviously had a great year last year. But PPR scams, I feel like not going to be the definition of fun. Amari, nobody really likes him, even though you know him, I think he's been great for years analytically. And still a guy obviously that broke us that big 50-point game or near 50-point game uh, that advanced a lot of teams in the playoffs last year, only for him to not show up <laughs> for the week he actually needed it. Uh, but for Cooper, probably still not fun. Zay, domestic violence stuff makes you less fun, I think. Uh, technically should be fun, but I feel like he doesn't actually play. He's not as exciting as Tank Dell, I don't think. So I would say that Zay, fun, but not quite as fun as Tank. Uh, Jaden Reed seems so not fun. Yeah, I guess a, a slot guy who gets Debo-esque runs and not really like fun electric plays. I think he was a reliable target, but not the most fun on that front. I think that Calvin Ridley, not fun to be clear, uh, that we'll see where he goes, but I don't think he's going to get an upgrade in the opportunity that he gets um, as a free agent this year. DK Metcalf, I think could be fun this year. Um, actually, I think this range here, pretty fun overall. DK Metcalf, fun. Chris Olave, no Michael Thomas this year. I think going to be a good thing for Olave becoming more of that alpha target earner. Hopefully, you would think. Uh, it's still got Derek Carr throwing the ball. But they go Lave, you know, fast guy, downfield target in a dome, inherently has to be fun. Tank Dell, definitely fun. I think a uh, short guy does some Tyreek Hill stuff. I think that's always going to be a thing that we'll calculate there. Jalen Waddle, fun offense. Is he himself fun? Iffy. Iffy on that one. I think that's where I'm, that's where I'm landing on that. I think Jalen Waddle, uh, you know what, though? He's got the Penguin celebration. You know, that's, that's fun. Fuck it. He, he crests. So this might be the most fun threshold right here. Evans, kind of fun because of the downfield targets. Pittman, Pittman, I think decidedly not fun. I think it seems like a likable guy. Apparently, he gets his own hay, does his own hay bales to feed his cows and stuff, uh, which I saw in a TikTok that the, I think the Colts posted uh, this week. Uh, so Pittman, uh, I think not fun as a football player. Maybe a fun guy. Uh, Malik Neighbors, a one million percent fun. So CJ Stroud goes to the guy who has Lamar and two running backs. I would have taken CJ Stroud for my Nico bet. Uh, that's gone. So great stuff by B shoe B go screw. I'm going to go JSN here. JSN could be fun. If he takes Tyler Lockett's role as currently constituted, perhaps not so fun. If Josh Jacobs goes to the Cowboys, I think he, is kind of fun. <laughs> Though I guess we're not drafting fun running backs. We're drafting fun wide receivers. All right. So I think we've had, I think we've had fun here. We had Josh Jacobs. Let's go with him. I think Josh Jacobs, if he goes to the Cowboys, goes up about two rounds, maybe two and a half to three. Um, that is one rumor that I feel like has some juice. I think a lot of people have kind of cemented the Derrick Henry thing. Derrick Henry could go there too. And it wouldn't shock me. Uh, then bringing back Pollard and just running it back again. Wouldn't shock me either. But I think Jacobs is the back that makes the most sense for them. If you gave Jacobs those 
you know, five to 10 uh, red zone touches they were giving Tony Pollard early last year. I think that he would do a lot better with them. And Jacob's a little bit of a better pass catcher at this point, um, at least more reliable, I think, to Tony Pollard. Uh, that might be unfair. But I think for Jacobs, I think he's got a lot of ways that he could end up with a much better role than he deserves. I've also talked about Minnesota for him. I think it'd be a good one if they wanted to spend a little bit more cash uh, than like a J.K. Dobbins reclamation project thing. Uh, but I think Jacobs got a lot of outs as a free agent. I think Team 11 is on auto. They, great. <laughs> I mean, you got to auto draft, right? To max out the big board in mid-February, I guess. Late February at this point. Though it's a leap year, right? So... Uh, we got a whole week more February left. Hooray. I guess I should say, I should say sarcastic hooray for Black History Month. Very excited to get that extra day. Uh, hopefully everybody can celebrate George Washington Carver a little more adequately. That guy, that guy, that guy loved peanuts. Tell you what, <laughs> that, guy was, that guy was peanut crazy. Uh, are there any bosom women in this wide receiver? Bo bosom buxom women? <laughs> Uh, I don't, not that I'm aware of, not that I'm aware of. Unfortunately, I don't think they made the class. There's no Caitlin Clark, uh, type who's going to be able to cross over here and throw some deep bombs. Unfortunately, guy in the two holes having fun. Oh, is that you, Adam? Uh, I think we know where Lad McConkey's going to go if it's Adam in the, uh, in the two hole here, but yeah, that's look, Jane Reed, not fun. We agreed. So CD lamb fun Debo. I have to say, um, I think the one way that Debo could pay off his price tag, it's probably not just the same situation we had last year. If if Brandon Ayuk leaves or they, you know, forces a trade out, which again is a decent possibility given the history of guys at his year, uh, you know, in that option year who want the big contract on a capped out team. There is a good amount of guys in the past that have gotten traded there. If Ayuk leaves, Debo is actually probably undervalued at pick 20. Uh, where did he go? 22 here? Pick 23 here. Um, so that's the one thing with Debo that I was thinking about the other day uh, when reading an IUK rumors and whatever article. It's like that Debo's outlook gets a lot better because then it's basically they probably run out Ronnie Bell a little bit more. You know, they would give Juwan Jennings a shot. Obviously, he had the big Super Bowl. I don't think that's who he is game to game, though. Uh, but Ronnie Bell gets a shot. Danny Gray coming off of injury maybe gets a shot. There's enough wide receivers they could take a shot on late that could get a chance to pick up production. But it is still like, you know, it's going to be Debo who's going to get a good amount of that concentrated production. So I have to be willing to take Debo. I'm not going to reach for him or anything. But I think if he falls to you, he lines in a way where another wide receiver's left. I think he is a little more valid than I thought in the past. Because uh, he might, he might really be, might be a big play. And he would be more fun. Because uh, he, you know, he's less fun right now. Because it's like you're not getting, you know, 10 targets even in a game. You're getting eight and a couple of rush attempts, which is okay. You start to see him getting, you know, 15 targets in a game and then upwards of five touches, that would be a crazy amount of work for a wide receiver. So if you could consolidate that wide receiver, uh, you know, target rate, that would be a tremendous thing, especially as Kittle's going to go the wrong way as he's getting older. Um, and McCaffrey too. Uh, Depot's still, you know, in his prime. Bowers confirmed fun. Bowers, it doesn't look fun, but I, I agree that he's fun. Uh, again, we're focused on fun wide receivers here, but I, <laughs> but I think that Bowers, I think Bowers will play fun Though it is a lot of short route stuff, so I don't know. He's a he's a working man's tight end, uh, but I I think he's very fun in terms of the upside, and, and I think really inherently the rookies are more fun to me because you just don't know like they're a mystery box of like what's going to be. That's why we're having rookies get steamed up a little bit more. Obviously, people's knowledge base increasing, and and people like me and and others out there, you know, driving content doesn't hurt either for people starting to drive some rookies up. Um, but I think that that's uh, you know 
rookies inherently fun because you just don't know what's going to happen. You can imagine this world where they're everything. And in reality, a lot of the rookies will be closer to, yeah, there's going to be somebody like them in the past. And, uh, but we, we like to imagine the best for them. And I, in particular, uh, like to imagine the best for them. Scadarius Tony fun. He was fun. Um, I don't know if he's fun now. I, I, I still find him to be fun, but he's, he's a little too mercurial. <laughs> That's what I'll say. There becomes a point for some guys where they're just like a little too toxic. And it's just like, oh man, like I, I want to root for you. I think you do some nifty things, but, and I think you have fun. Like, he's got a goofy face. He does a lot of good, a lot of good things on that front. Jamison Williams at 83. So this guy's maybe auto drafting and auto drafting like a fucking buffoon. Uh, I think Eckler at this point, again, just undervalued, very likely to get a good free agent outcome, one would think. Joe Mixon, probably not the case for him. We don't have obvious correlation right now, though we could do the thing that I don't do very often. I don't actually think I've done a draft yet. Kind of fun, though. Kyler Murray, we're going to make the Marvin Harrison goes to Arizona bet. So team so far. And honestly... Austin Eckler, not likely to go to Arizona, but it's possible to do musical chairs with him and James Conner. And then he becomes, uh, maybe takes in that, some of that efficiency that Conner had last year. So I don't know. Kyler Murray, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, Marvin Harrison, uh, Jr. Of course, Nico Collins, Drake London, Cooper cup, and JSN five wide receivers, two running backs, one QB fun. Kyler used to be fun, but maybe back to being fun again. I think that uh, I think Cliff Kingsbury killed his fun a little bit, but yeah, you know. Pickens fun. Pickens is fun, but Pittsburgh not fun. So that's and got less fun. Like <laughs> they found a way to get less fun by getting rid of Matt Canada. So um, I would say that I agree that Pickens is fun inherently, but um, but a little bit less fun where he is going currently. 2020 Kyler was a DFS print fest. Very fun. All right. Historical Kyler. Again, I think he started fun, got less fun, and then is back to fun again. Or seemed back to fun at the end of last year. But we'll see. You know, he's got to keep it going. They got to keep things moving. Uh, I think Jonathan Gannon, though, really one of the underrated coaching jobs where people were shitting on him, uh, obviously, for that uh, that early clip that came out of him trying to rally the troops and just kind of coming off in a way that wasn't the most uh, inspiring for people watching a social media clip. But the team responded well to him, and he had good guys calling plays and on both sides of the ball. Uh, the defense was also bad enough that it made for fun games. So uh, I think that there's a lot to go for, for Kyler. Kyler has been good since he signed his contract. Yeah. You know, call of duty doesn't help either. The vocabulary in the stream is now a third grade classroom. I mix in some smart words, but yeah, the, it being defined by fun is definitely driving us in a different direction. Um, let's see. What are, what are these questions here? What? Why is Sammy asking about our cell phone service? Do you guys have cell service? <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I also have Wi-Fi. Hope Sammy's got his cell service figured out. Pick 11, currently winning the draft. Two wide receivers through eight rounds. Look, he's he's steering into the skid. He's not. Uh, he doesn't want to go with this avalanche, and uh, he's doing all right. We got Bindles. Let's have some fun, fellas. Thank you for the super chat, Bindles. Straff's all about pointing out who's fun and is not. Troy Franklin, super fun. Most fun pick, though. Josh Downs, fun. Marquise Brown, when he was at his most fun, he was on the Ravens, who were inherently unfun. So that's a little bit tough. Uh, but Troy Franklin, somebody was saying Jacoby Myers, fun. Jacoby Myers, not fun. 
Whew, that guy, that guy is like a fucking uh, mayo sandwich. <laughs> Jacoby Myers, as a human being, I don't know. He might be a really fun guy. I like his dreads, but besides that, uh, I think for Jacoby Myers, uh, no, the year he had no touchdowns, not fun. Uh, him taking targets away from Devontae Adams to pad his own pocketbook, not fun. Vegas as a whole, I think more fun with Antonio Pierce, but still a defensive coach. They're not going to like air it out like crazy unless they want to insult the Chargers for some reason, like they did in that one game. Uh, but not not the fun configuration for Vegas. Oh, AT&T is having issues worldwide. Interesting. I am an AT&T member, but... Yeah, actually, I have my same 5G service right now, at least in the Pennsylvania area. I don't know. Sorry, AT&T fans. I just have to apologize to different fans on here. It's the first time I think I've apologized to AT&T fans. Trey Tucker is kind of fun, yes. But does he earn enough targets to really be fun? A little bit of a mirage. Uh, Adam wanted Trey Franklin. Yeah, we all do. How could you not want Trey Franklin? I've only heard genius people talking on stream about him positively. So I'd say Trey Franklin. Though I, I really think the, the public is catching up on Troy Franklin. He is now, I feel like everybody's uh, lionizing him on social media and talking about him being a great pick for, for the Chiefs, for the Bills, for this, for that. So uh, we were ahead of the curve on that, which is good news. <laughs> the bad news is like, I, I don't know if it's a good thing when my opinion that like I gave here on stream then becomes the chalk a couple weeks later because it just makes me early chalk. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like the people who are on board with him. Keon Coleman still think overvalued in this range. He's young. He's big. He flashes a few things on film, but analytically very not good in a way that I would have a hard time buying in on. Uh, but we will not worry about that for us. Do need a second QB at some point. Don't think it has to be anybody here. can't believe this guy. I mean, this auto drafter potentially or whatever he's doing took Stroud. Stroud would have really made the seam, I think, pop a little bit more. Uh, Javante, not the most exciting pick. But we could really solidify running back here meaningfully, which I think would be nice for the seam. All right, Javante. And I still think that there is a very large jump coming for Chase Brown. There could be one for DeAndre Swift if he lands in a spot that everybody thinks is somehow better than Philadelphia and going to lead to him getting more opportunities and maybe getting more goal line work or less goal line work siphoned away uh, by Jalen Hurts. So um, I think he's an okay pick. Honestly, Chase Brown's got a lot more question marks, and I feel like the team is good enough that I can really start to dunk at home. I am going to take Swift here. I think Brown normally be the better pick for me. But because I feel like I have a pretty good advantage, I like this wide receiver room a lot. I like having Kyler with Marvin Harrison as the theoretical stack. And I like my running backs. I think these guys, I think three of these guys get nice outcomes in free agency, whether it be Josh Jacobs going back to Vegas, whether it be Eckler. I don't think he goes back to the Chargers. If he did, I think he'd probably get bell cow level work in a way that he probably didn't get last year. DeAndre Swift, I think would be better off in free agency going somewhere in the hopes that they'll feed him reliably every game instead of just when the game script fully fits him. Um, but I think Chase Brown's got a lot of upside. I think Chase Brown, to me, if if people know that Joe Mixon is cut, I think Chase Brown is going probably around Ty J Spears would be my guess. Maybe a little bit later. Maybe like this Montgomery area. But he's probably going 30 to 40 picks earlier. So 
different things for different teams. I guess the main thing, I think you want to have different textures based upon what you've built and what you have there. And it's probably a point I don't say aloud enough on stream. Brett Coleman on underdog videos, not a fan of Troy Franklin. One of the few I've seen who's not, uh, all right. I mean, he does good stuff from what I've seen. Uh, I know he was in on AR last year, which I enjoyed. Can't agree on everything, but uh, I definitely, I think the one risk for Troy Franklin is that Oregon's offense was so efficient across everything it did that maybe he's not as good as he seems. But, you know, again, it's going to come down to if he's fast, like if he's as fast as he looks on tape, I think it's going to be a very positive thing for him. But yeah, look, people that have different opinions and you want to follow the Brett Coleman's of the world, you can. I just think what I saw analytically with him and then also, you know, looking at the data first and looking at the video, it's like, okay, for Franklin, I, I really think there's potential for him to be a world beater if he lands in the right spot. And if he lands in the wrong spot, he's Marquise Brown, which is still not bad at his ADP. I like Troy Franklin. I think he's appropriately priced. However, he almost always gets taken of ADP, so it's tough to get him at good value. I mean, the thing you have to remember is that he does, I agree, like on these streams, he's definitely getting there. In rooms off stream, I have to assume he's going, you know, 12 picks later sometimes, 10 picks later, because he's not, like, he's very rarely falling to me on stream. Uh, so, you know, somewhere out there to keep that ADP stagnant, he's got to be falling in other rooms. So what rooms those are, I, I wish I knew. Uh, the AT&T guy's suffering. Al Stroud, I'm sorry to my AT&T brothers out there. I am also an AT&T man, but I have the same ass reception I always have. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's it's working. I'm getting notifications and stuff. I don't know. I don't have to tell you guys. I guess you're not paying for the good AT&T. <laughs> here, in, here in Pennsylvania, we pay for the good stuff. We go, mm, I really want only the best AT&T from my palate. And then give it to us. Jane Daniels goes at 122. He would have been a very fun pick. I really think I solidified my team, but I Jane Daniels might have made the team pop a little bit more. I don't know what the outcome, like what the correlation for Jaden Daniels would have been for me. I guess the Jane Daniels to Atlanta would have been it. The hope that he can go there instead of a vet. I'm not sure. I, like I think a lot of things were leak, uh, linking Atlanta to vets, the Justin Fields stuff we've talked about a lot on here, which would be fun, would be exciting, and all of that. Um, I think that. They're, I would say they're equally likely to get a rookie and bring him in. And I think there could be some smoke screening as well for them with vets and then whatever. Obviously, they're going to know before the draft because the free agency stuff is going to you know, most likely, or I guess trade stuff as well, going to happen before the draft. But uh, I wonder if they're smoke screening a little bit for that because like to me, Atlanta's very live. Why wouldn't you take a young QB and have them grow alongside London and Pitts? But you can make the case the opposite too. London and Pitts have been under contract for a few years now, so... I get it. I think for Atlanta, best case outcome, if they really were going to make a leap would be they get Kirk Cousins. I think second best outcome slash probably best fantasy outcome would be they get Justin Fields. Um, and then I don't think that's much better than them getting Jane Daniels. I would, I would say that's actually, I would favor them getting Jane Daniels for how good it would be for fantasy. So I would say that would be my number two outcome, I think. But even that, I might take Jane Daniels over Kirk because I'm very biased towards Jane. What do you think about the Vikings running back room? I think they're going to add somebody. Um, I don't think Ty Chandler's great at cost right now. If you're building some Viking stuff and making a bet on them materially, I think that works a little bit better. Uh, but I really don't believe that they keep it with Ty Chandler being the lead back. I think they will add somebody uh, of some utility for sure. All right, what are we doing here? One, four, five, oh, we got two picks. Again, we can really slam home... I think some good stuff here. 
I think that's what we have to do. I'm going to take Charbonnet with one pick for sure. He'll be my RB5. We're going to try to make a concentrated bet on Seattle. Unsure if it'll be with the QB. I do think that Dalton Schultz makes sense for this team with a bet we have on Houston. Um, he's obviously he could move somewhere else and then we wouldn't be stacked. But I am going to take, I'm going to take Dalton Schultz here. We need a tight end. I think we have a good five at running back and wide receiver and we'll see what we get on the way back. So a QB, Kyler Murray at running back, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, Javante Williams, DeAndre Swift, and Zach Charbonnet. A wide receiver, Marvin Harrison Jr., Nico Collins, Drake London, Cooper Cup, JSN. And then a tight end, Dalton Schultz. I'm a fan of this team, guys. I don't know, you know, there's there are more pockets of wide receiver that could have been more fun to hit to fit the theme of the video, uh, but I like where we are. Steph here, our girl Steph, of course, taking some time out from hanging out, teaching the kids. Appreciate seeing her here. Of course, appreciate seeing all you guys live. If you're not subscribed to Splash Play, uh, feel free to do that now. Uh, we got lots of great people in the chat, as you can see here, um, including our pal Tyler, who just gifted uh, five memberships away. Thank you to Tyler for that kind gesture. And that's what Splash Play is all about. We have a lot of generous people in the chat with their both their time and energy and money, uh, but also you coming in here. Uh, you can be a part of the glory that is Splash Play, new streams, new drafts, Monday to Friday, every day at 11 a.m. I went with the wrong. I have to go to the big one. Whoa, look at that. <laughs> there we go. Lad McConkie goes to Bishu, our poor guy, ADW1. I'm sure assuming he was going to get Lad safely coming back to his lap. Uh, but Lad will go to the guy who sniped me on CJ Stroud for absolutely no reason. Is Lad a fun wide receiver pick? Uh, depends on if you're our guy, Adam in chat, <laughs> if you are Adam, yes. If you are Hayden Winks also, a yes. So some, some great minds coming together there for me. I, I need to see something from lad that I've not seen thus far. Uh, he did not qualify to make my sheet because he was not a top 200 target earner and anywhere on the field, which is a bad sign, I think. But Georgia, you know, Georgia's offense runs a little bit different. You had Brock Bowers there taking targets away. And uh, that's the defense for, for Lad McConkie. In addition to the fact that he's apparently a good route runner, uh, I would say from how I view him, I think Roman Wilson is the fast senior bowl steam guy. Lad McConkie is the route runner super, uh, senior bowl steam guy. So uh, that's how I view them is that people are very into Lad because there's some positive reports about him being a good route runner. And people, I think, really want to get to that, that type. But there we go. Daniel Jeremiah was hyping Lad on Twitter yesterday. I, I, I don't know if, it's, you know, I know that Daniel Jeremiah has been doing this for a while. I feel like I'm running against Daniel Jeremiah <laughs> on a lot of stuff this year. He also loves Romo Dunze, if I remember correctly. And was like, he put some tweet out where he's like, he's a great guy, a great, you know, awesome human being, and also like an amazing downfield target. And I was like, I just don't, I don't, I, he was a great downfield target in terms of results, but. Like we talked about with Tez Walker, where he wasn't a great EPA receiver, but still got the results because he was leading the league in air yards, leading college football out of all the guys who were going to get drafted this year in air yards. I kind of think that Romo Dunze is the slightly more talented version. But as we've talked about a lot with Romo Dunze, um, I know it'd be for people who are regulars here, you hear it too much from me. Um, but if he's slow, he is a potential disaster. If he's like a four, four, five, uh, then he's, I think, in a good position to do it again in the pros. But uh, a lot more questions about him than Marvin Harrison. And uh, Malik Neighbors. And I think Odunze could still be fun, but he's to me less fun because I don't want to kind of want to be get caught holding a different version of a Quentin Johnston bag. Legendary upside dynasty pod again was mostly down on lad. All right, there we go. 
Why is there steam on Ladge? Haven't seen anything in film or data that makes him anything more than a late round 70 to 20 flyer. Uh, he played on Georgia. SEC teams are about as public as you can get besides like Michigan. Um, so I think for them, that's the one part. Uh, but yeah, I would say that's the main thing is like a lot of people on social media liked what he did at the senior bowl. A lot of good reports about him being the best route runner there. You know, he really, but what does it matter necessarily? Cause you're not going against top tier prospects, you know, and the secondary either. So I, I don't know, man. I there's enough smart people who've liked Vlad, uh, that I'm willing to keep an open mind if he's falling in ADP, but if it ever gets like steamy for him, I, I don't see it personally. And I think it's, you know, he's a slot guy and a class of slot guys. Like, yeah, which seems to be the case every year now. Adam keeps claiming he's a 4-4-2 guy. We'll see. Roman Wilson and Lad McConkey need to put up some crazy speed when they do their they do their stuff. 1-5-5-1 here. We need a second QB. Ugh. I might be able to, am I, I going to be able to push Gino? That's my fear is that I'm not going to be able to push Gino any further. Gino coming back to Seattle. Still think there's a chance he could lose that job in season or something. Depends what they do around him. Uh, but I'm going to take Gino. You know what? You know what? Let's not take Gino here. Let's go a different direction. And I'm going to actually just get a micro Baker Mayfield to Kate Otten stack. And I'm going to see if I can push Gino. I think Gino is a fine pick. I do think that Seattle will pass more than people realize this year. But with the recent reports coming out, uh, Mike McDonald, the new coach of Seattle, outright saying they want to establish the run. I think people are going to read into that too much the opposite way, or, you know, the actually, you know, the way that it's intended where he's going to establish the run. You know, the quote was that he wants to establish the run on first down to set up play action and do that. Um, and I think with who they hired at offensive coordinator, as I've said a few times on stream, Ryan Grubb with what he ran in Washington, I just don't think he goes to the pros and abandons everything that had him led him to success in college for, again, a team that I don't think was as talented as some of the other ones in the Pac-12, let alone that they ran into in the college football playoff. Um, so I think that Gino has a shot to come back. Obviously, I'm saying this in a room where a lot of people are listening to me, and some of them might have a Seahawk as well. But that's my hope is I could push Gino back for a, a three QB build. Maybe. Driving any drafters early NFL action? I actually, I'm, I'm not. Um, I frankly, I, I like drafters. I, my priority is just stream content right now. I'm not even doing underdog drafts off stream. Just like I'm trying to, you know, trying to make a meal of it more so and not get myself sick of it is like the main thing uh, by doing it every day here on stream. So for drafters, I would do it. I'm happy to do it. And I hope we do do it as part of like a workload of drafts. We're doing a drafter stream a week would be nice. Um, but I have not brokered a deal with them for it yet. And I actually haven't talked to their CEO in a couple weeks. So I'm not on there right now personally, but I, it's a great site. You know, I think our promo code, as I said before, uh, drafters still works. I think it's 50 K to first on there. And it seems like our guy, Tyler definitely advocating for it in the chat. So promo code splash. If you want to check out drafters and double your deposit up to 100 bucks. All right, let's see. News tough to make concrete predictions for rookies. Only trying to draft projected day two rookies are better. Interesting. Yeah, I will say day three rookies definitely hurt me last year. I thought that uh, the big one for you was Dwayne McBride. I really thought that Dwayne McBride showed enough at a small school and kind of wondering now if maybe there's a big difference between running backs at a small school and wide receivers at a small school. Because wide receivers, like, obviously it's easier to beat shit competition if you're playing at Liberty or something like that, or even you know, if you're playing against Liberty or playing at Liberty. Um, yeah. Like I think that's one of those things that 
you definitely can still be a fast wide receiver. You're just playing against shitty guys for a running back though. It's like much easier to look like a good running back. If you're playing at a UAB or something like that, where you're just not a lot of guys who are equipped to stop you really. And I think for McBride, maybe he can get off the practice squad this year, but um, he was one of those guys last year where he you know, got drafted, but got drafted late and then did not have the ability to move up that depth chart, even though that was a very winnable depth chart. But that's that's obviously, you know, a micro example to talk about somebody. But I think that McBride, I think McBride was a little bit overvalued by me because of how good he was against, you know, guys who, again, are probably accountants right now or whatever. Gino goes to MN Bass, of course, who was in our draft room. He has Tyler Lockett for himself, so we will not get Gino as part of this build. Don't really need it. Would have been a luxury three QB build, but it's okay. And I do think if I'm wrong about the Mike McDonald stuff, if he does really just want to establish the run, probably hurts Gino enough and still could prop up Charbonnet and prop up uh, JSN enough. So I'm okay with this outcome. Didn't need Gino. Well, in general, so I mean, so to Tank, like Houston's not a big school. Tank Dell um, is not a big school. I guess we're, it depends what we're saying small school. The point being, I think a wide receiver, you know, Christian Watson's the best example. Like he's crazy tall. He's crazy fast. Um, obviously it took a little bit for him to adjust and and still the injury stuff is there, though I don't think that's related to him going uh, to a smaller school. Uh, but I think, you know, that we've seen it happen enough times. Uh, Keaton Mitchell, too cheap at this range. He will be part of this team easily uh, for my RB6. And then Trey Palmer will be my wide receiver six now that we are on team Baker Mayfield. So 2662, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, a running back, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, Javante Williams, DeAndre Swift, Zach Charbonnet, Keaton Mitchell, a wide receiver, Marvin Harrison, Nico Collins, Drake London, Cooper Cup, JSN, and Trey Palmer. And a tight end, Dalton Schultz and Kate Otten. So what I think is fun about Trey Palmer is that we liked him a lot last year. If you guys recall, I uh, thought he was one of the few guys who actually acquitted themselves well outside in that class. Uh, so that was something that I thought stood out. He ended up actually getting good opportunities outside and the slot for Tampa Bay. But him, he could be the replacement for Mike Evans if they do let Mike Evans go. Mike Evans reportedly wanting about 20 mil a year was the uh, most recent contract report. Tampa Bay not willing to pay that in extension. Uh, so, it's possible that Mike Williams comes down in price tag once a market is set for him and somebody gives him an offer and they know the, then the bucks are like, all right, fine. If the chiefs offered you 15 mil, we'll pay you 16 or something. Um, so that's where still a very likely outcome. Um, I think franchise tag also a possible outcome, but um, for Trey Palmer, I think he could really win out if Mike Evans doesn't come back, they don't make a meaningful replacement. So Godwin would also obviously look a lot better too, but Palmer, I can take it one 81 here and I cannot take uh, Chris Goblin at 181. Oh, poor Adam didn't get lad. So I'm all discombobulated. How are you, how are you going to survive? Not getting a pick crazy. You can't see that one. Oh, good one. Lenny. Ha ha ha. Lenny. Great. As good at uh, running back picks as he is <laughs> fucking Bart Simpson, prank call bits. Every time I look at drafters, my computer says harmful site. Well, let me download anything unless I change something in settings. Um, it's just because I think they might not have HTTPS going would be my guess, but they're a reputable site. Um, they've been very above board, you know, dealing with me. Obviously, I, I have deals with underdog and drafters or stuff that we do here on stream. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't. I personally, I would never give a cosign. That's why we didn't do anything with, with Thrive Fantasy because I knew that they were not in a good spot. And they had reached out to us to do some stuff. Uh, same thing for no, no House Advantage, actually, the year before last. Uh, so if I, I would never plug anything that I think there's a concern about them taking your money. 
or or being a scam. Grabbing a lot of 18th round, J.J. McCarthy, too cheap. All the mocks have him going inside the top 12. I think he's a third QB build, a uh, good third QB for my build. Yeah, I wouldn't hate that. I think he would fit with the, you know, the Atlanta bet that they don't get somebody, you know, like a Justin Fields, like a Russell Wilson. Um, so I'd be okay taking him. Don't don't know that I need a third QB. I feel like Kyler, I mean, the Kyler to Marvin Harrison, I think we're making a bet that Kyler, without Connor as well, I think we're really making a bet that Kyler funnels targets heavily to Marvin Harrison or is scoring them on his own. So I could live without getting a third QB, but I, I probably will take one. Because I feel good at running back. Like, I really don't know that I need a seventh running back here. Um, could maybe take one just to give me a little bit of a buffer for Keaton Mitchell, but don't know that it really matters. Um, I feel pretty good at every position. I actually like the team a lot. Don't think it's the most fun wide receiver impossible, but I think it is still um, a very logical team. Uh, fun receivers at this point in a draft. Jalen Polk, a little bit of an air yards merchant, just like Romo Dunze was at Washington, but still, I think a little more fun relative ADPs. Xavier Leggett, we talk about a lot on here. Built like AJ Brown, plays like AJ Brown. Uh, Xavier Leggett, fun. Uh, we'll have to see what his combine stuff does because he's on the older side, so he does have to have a really nice combine to make sure that he gets the right outcome. Uh, Malachi Corley did a video with Steve Smith and uh, my old coworker, actually, uh, I would say an acquaintance slash pal, uh, Coley over at Underdog. Uh, Malachi Corley, I think an interesting receiver. I watched a little more tape of him just to try to wrap my head around what this guy is as a five A dot receiver who had a tremendous target per out run rate. I um, think he benefited from playing against dudes who were not the highest caliber um, at Western Kentucky, but I'd say for Corley, if he gets in the right spot, it's got to be like a precision QB kind of situation who wants to get the ball out fast. Uh, you don't want him, I think, with like an AR type for Malachi Corley, and it would be redundant with Josh Downs anyway. But Corley, I think, kind of undervalued, especially on full point PPR. When the, you know, on drafters, Malachi Corley, I would say, probably more undervalued. All right. No, so Tanner here likes this guy, DeCorian Clark, who's coming off an ACL tear. And I think <laughs> I think it was older too. Uh, you can take him, Tanner. I'll leave him, I'll leave you all the uh Decorian you please. Uh all right. So again, I do like so we have the little bet on the Rams. I got a lot of micro correlation here, and I'm very happy with it. Davis Allen, I think, makes this build work too. A third tight end. Uh, I feel like I'm into a very specific type of tight end here in this build, but that's okay. And then I will take, well, Brennan Rice would be kind of fun. Do you think he is a very fun pick at this range? Jalen Hyatt, also kind of fun with the downfield targets. JJ McCarthy would be a good third guy to add in here as well. I am really torn. I am really torn on this one. I am going to go JJ McCarthy because I think there is an out, like a really nice out potentially for him to go to Atlanta. So I'm going to do that. Or New England, honestly. I think this gives me an out for Harrison going to New England. And then they also like trade up and get McCarthy. So I, I actually, I like how that works. I'm, I'm justifying it in my brain. Uh, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, JJ McCarthy at QB is my team through 18 rounds. Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, Javante Williams, DeAndre Swift, Zach Charbonnet, Keaton Mitchell at running back. Wide receiver, Marvin Harrison, Nico Collins, Drake London, Cooper Cup, JSN, and Trey Palmer, Dalton Schultz, K. Dotton, and Davis Allen at tight end. I think the one thing that spooks me a little bit about this team is that I really worry about getting 
bad ADP closing line value on Nico Collins. Um, if they do add a, a Mike Evans, let alone, you know, Troy Franklin, let alone somebody who actually really matters in the rookie class at wide receiver. Um, but I like the spot. I think if we're playing the positive outcomes of everything, Houston doesn't add a star wide receiver too. Uh, it's just Nico and tank doing it again. Uh, Trey Palmer, they lose Mike Evans and then Trey Palmer and K dot and both benefit. Uh, Puka Dakua, unfortunately injured immediately <laughs> to start the year and Cooper cup resurgent along with Davis Allen as a result. And then uh, Drake London goes to team up with JJ McCarthy to lead the Atlanta Falcons to glory and a week 17 matchup against Tampa Bay that goes spectacularly for everybody who bet on it. There we go. Thoughts on Taj Washington wide receiver. Um, he's another guy who was not in my initial draft board. I actually have to take Tory Horton off uh, because he is not going to be in this class. Tory Horton, stupidly, by the way, not going to be in this class because he would have, I think, tested pretty well. Uh, Taj Washington, very high EPA receiver, 0.75 EPA per target, 32% avoided tackle rate. Those are good. Did not earn targets at a high enough rate for me to feel great about that. 27% target rate uh, per route run, uh, 62 air yards per game. So he made things happen. 10.7 um, intended air yards per target. That's fine. Uh, he was great downfield. I don't know what the volume is overall. Uh, 22 routes per game, six targets per game, a 1.1 deep targets at a 2.7 EPA, which is crazy and would be a point higher than Marvin Harrison and Malik neighbors uh, per target. Of course, EPA expected points added metric that tells you uh, basically on average, how much a player is adding or, you know, taking away, uh, taking off the table basically. So Taj looks okay. It's just any of these guys that are like really, really infrequent targets who didn't play a lot of routes and didn't get a lot of targets per route run kind of risky on their own. So that's where Taj would fall for me. Um, I think he's okay. I think he's still the lesser Washington than Malik. Uh, but Taj at least, yeah, cause Taj Washington also got his targets out of the slot too. He wasn't getting them out wide. So that's a little bit less valuable. Um, but yeah, yeah, like he's fine. I wouldn't go out of my way to get him. Like you really go out of your way to get guys where like the steam is really moving on them and they're going to likely have good draft capital. I haven't seen enough about Taj Washington to feel like the draft capital is going to move that much. Yeah, analytically, that doesn't show at all. I look good for Brett getting off some takes, but um, I mean, both guys look good analytically. And I, you know, and I, I like Taj like the same way I like Marshawn Lloyd, that both guys did have some explosive plays for USC, of course, which is my team um, and my alma mater, my proud alma mater. Um, but I, I, I never watched him and thought, he was even that much better than like Mario Williams. Um, and Mario Williams has a lot of flaws. So I don't know. But the analytics look good for Taj. It's just not the not a lot of volume. And and also, you know, how much of that is Caleb Williams creating here? I think that's a question. Um, I'd rather have Brendan Rice, though. Brendan Rice is like a, a bigger bodied outside receiver. So I think that's always going to have a little more value. People are sleeping on Taj, man. Best day guy, day three guy out there. But again, still day, uh, day three guy. I think that's the part that's tough. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like you, you guys talking about him, I get whiffs of Tyler Scott with this, where it's like people really talk themselves into him, and it's like you just don't have the draft capital to dig out. If he lands on the right spot where there isn't a Darnell Mooney like there was for, uh, you know, and honestly, he still didn't do a whole lot, Tyler Scott, even with Mooney when he was like filling in, getting more routes from him. Um, but like, you know, if there isn't a blocker there who's keeping you from getting on the field, then maybe Taj can get a better outcome, but it's tough, man. I'd rather take a flyer on Brendan Rice. I'd rather take a flyer on A.T. Perry. I'd rather take a flyer on Juwan Jennings. 
for that chance that Ayuk doesn't come back. Ugh, I do not want Adonai Mitchell. Just very low target earner. And he's he's all, like, his clips aren't even that impressive either, at least from how I feel about things. Uh, 3663, I think we should grab a few more wide receivers. Really nothing that exciting here. I, I don't know that we could say for sure that Demarcus Robinson comes back to the Rams. I'd consider him if that were the case. Uh, so I'm going to take Rashad Bateman, I guess. Nothing doing a lot for me in terms of the receivers that I can choose from here. Uh, Johnny Wilson's okay. I just feel like he's a little bit of a Darnell Washington where he's so big. I'm not sure he's actually going to get drafted and played at wide receiver. I think it's Slayton for me here. Not going to try to reach for correlations that aren't there necessarily with my QBs. My final team, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, JJ McCarthy. Running back, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, Javante Williams, DeAndre Swift, Zach Charbonnet, Keaton Mitchell. I really like this running back room. I think these guys are all, this is a nice run of running back if you are going to be a wide receiver, wide receiver heavy drafter like I am. Uh, Marvin Harrison, Nico Collins, Drake London, Cooper Cup, JSN, Trey Palmer, Rashad Bateman, and Darius Slayton. Then a tight end, Dalton Schultz, Kate Otten and Davis Allen. That is our team for the day. Some fun wide receivers drafted. A lot of fun had here. But guys, before you go, again, please do smash that like button. Please subscribe. Splash play on that march to 4K subs, to 5K subs, 10K subs, and we can't do it without you. So please join us on that journey here. And shout out to our guy, Tyler, for giving away some memberships as well. Uh, check the community tab if you want. Uh, you should see the data sheet that I put out yesterday uh, with all of the numbers here, the EPA metrics, and also the SPAGS ranking score uh, for every player out there. Uh, that played in 2023. Um, also, go check out probably, of course, my baby. Uh, when when more money betting is really the main thing there. NBA is back, so now is a great time to get in. To get a seven-day free trial in the App Store by searching probably or check the link in the description or get 50% off at probably.com slash subscribe with that promo code splash. That means all the data for under 10 bucks a month or for your first month, rather, or under 100 bucks for a year of our data. That's as cheap as you can get for a tool that will change the game for you in betting and also really help you build your bankroll uh, for best ball, for all that stuff. So check it out at probably.com. Um, my best bets NBA video also out now on YouTube and TikTok. NBA is back too. So stochastic 15% off on their, their data as well. Their Sims tools, all of that is at your fingertips for 15% off at stochastic. So take Joe, check that out. Link in the description too. If you don't want to enter the splash promo code and uh, underdog, <laughs> uh, re-signing with underdog guys for another year. Got a nice offer from them. So uh, have no fear. I'm not going to suddenly be drafting on a, an Excel spreadsheet every week here, but underdog promo code splash uh, for new signups on there. Get that deposit match up to 100 bucks. And they will also give you a mystery pick them. So there you go. Shout out to the squirt squad. Some more names to add on to here. Thanks to our guy, Tyler. But if you want to join this channel and support it here, uh, this is basically my full-time job. That and it's bleeding money uh, getting probably out there. So <laughs> help me out here and uh, join the channel. $4.99 a month. And of course, everything goes back into making sure that I do a good job here on stream every day. And all these fine folks here on this screen right now have helped me do that today and frankly over months. So I appreciate them doing that. Uh, follow me at Chris Spags. Follow the show at Splash Play Pod. Back tomorrow for one more draft. So I'll see you guys then. Enjoy your days and uh, and good luck. There we go.